0: We talking about sports? Get ball. What
1: to do, baby? Yeah. What to do, you number one podcast listeners? We are back with a brand new episode of the number one podcast in your headphones, Prem Brulee. I'm your host, Premobot, and for this episode, I'm joined by my big because my big bro, Roshan. Welcome back, bro.
0: What's well, good, my man? Glad to be back.
1: Yes, sir. I didn't need pushing this time it was me who uh it was for this it was so I'm here for you you number one podcast listeners I don't always need a a kick in the butt to do these so uh (laughs) we are here at your service here we've come to face the music or have we yeah um, stay tuned stay Stay tuned tuned in a little bit but before we get started we got a lot to cover let's cover our sponsor This episode of the Prem Brulee podcast is brought to you by Sleep Battle. Sleep Battle is a content creator, photographer, and artist based in Asbury Park, New Jersey. From cinematic stills, unique and classic wedding and elopement photos, even product or commercial photography like you see for the Prem Brulee brand, Sleep Battle is a full-service studio. Check out their new short, Showtime, available on YouTube now. I'll put that link in our episode description so you can uh, support the brand. And... Stay tuned for their film, Please Laugh, coming soon. You can visit their Instagram, at sleepattle, S-L-E-E-P-A-T-T-L-E, and give Please Laugh Film a follow while you're at it, too. You already know, the number one artist for the number one podcast in your headphones. We wouldn't have it any other way. All right, Rush, we've got a lot to cover. Yes, sir, let's get to it. And you number one podcast listeners already know, we start with the FM or not. So uh, let's breeze through these, our word association. First up, I wanted to cover... The James Harden saga. James Harden was officially traded to the Los Angeles Clippers per his request the whole time. Um, The Clippers received Harden, P.J. Tucker, and Philip Petrušev. The 76ers in return got Marcus Morris, Robert Covington, Nick Batum, K.J. Martin. uh, 2028 first-round pick, two second-round picks, a pick swap in 29, and then uh, I think they finesse the first round pick from the thunder in exchange for some other things this marks hardens fourth team since the 2020 2021 season he started that one on the rockets as you remember um then went to the brooklyn nets got out of there pretty quickly was on the sixers um and then daryl morey did irreparable harm i guess and he <laughs> He wanted out yeah. after he played himself and opted into his final year of his contract. Worth noting, just in case you number one podcast listeners are wondering how um, it's been going, this was updated a little earlier, so these might change by the time this hits your number one podcast listening headphones. But nonetheless, they started this way. The Sixers are 8-2 and two at the time of this recording since the trading away of James Harden. The Clippers are 0-6 since the trade, uh, 0-5 in games that Harden's played in. So, um, yeah, fam or nah, what do you got for me?
0: Um, I'm a nah fam. Uh, My word association is going to be, I'm going to leave it with uh, his now all-star teammate who is load management master master class. What it do, baby? (laughs) Have fun with it. (laughs) You know, enjoy the uh, locker room and your team cancer. Uh, Your city strippers will be paid handsomely. Um, But other than that, I can't vouch for. I don't know where we've. where Harden's gotten this, like, gigantic, like, delusions of grandeur that he's found himself in. But the shit he said the other day was like. I'm not meant to be in a system. I am the system. It's like that system fucking sucks, buddy. So, uh, you you literally won absolutely nothing. You haven't even been to yeah. a finals as the quote unquote system. So maybe shut the fuck up once in a while and try to play basketball yeah. and try to show up for the team. You are getting paid very well to play for. Totally agree.
1: Um, yeah, I'm an out of this. I all the reasons you said he. I think I'm all for player empowerment, but. Um, If there's one person that's abused that, it's James Harden. I mean, four teams in five seasons is crazy. And you just outlined it. So let's start with Houston. Houston made so many moves to fit him. You know, they brought in Dwight Howard. They let go of Dwight Howard. They built a team around him the way he liked. Still didn't work. Then he finds his way out of there and goes to Brooklyn to team up with KD and Kyrie Irving, and they barely played together. He goes to Philly to play with arguably the best big man in the league, Joel Embiid, and finds his way out of there. And now he's on the Clippers. And I think this situation, I have trouble seeing how it's going to work. I mean, you have him and Russell Westbrook who need the ball in their hands. It's been described ad nauseum like Harden and Westbrook aren't the type of players like Steph Curry is where they can – move without the ball and fight around screens and get open shots they need the ball in their hand yep how is that going to work in LA um I just can't see the fit working and we're going to be here again at some point I think yeah. so I'm an out of this I think it's not like he's left bad situations he's had good ones even starting his career when he was a six man for the Thunder. He's never been in a bad situation.
0: He's um, constantly had MVPs on his team. And right now yeah. he has, you know, finals MVP at the very least, former MVP in Westbrook. Yeah. And also I, I kind of I, feel bad for Westbrook at this point because yeah. he's kind of like rehabbed his image a little bit yeah. in the Clippers. And he's been playing pretty well from what I know and from what I hear. And he's been doing really yeah. well for the team. So, to come in there and kind of shake that shit up is kind of a weird move on all points. And also, the 76ers absolutely fleeced the fuck out of the Clippers in yeah. that trade. They got some I mean, pretty good players for them. They got expiring
1: contracts just like they want. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to have a ton of money to spend in the offseason, which yep. it will be used to entice Embiid to stay, obviously, get pick up someone else on their right. team and it's given Tyrese Maxey free reign to like let loose and yeah. I think he's a great great combo with Embiid so yeah um here we are at least that part of the saga is over so until he requests his next trade it's the pretty boys uh, we get to the pause boys. all that
0: to be fair I don't think he's gonna be able to request a trade I think isn't he a free agent at the end of this year that's true yeah so that's true. I will be very hard-pressed to two things one a contract more than one year. I don't think any team's going to be willing I to I wouldn't give, him give it that. to him. Yeah. And two, it, he's not going to see a 3 at the beginning of that contract either. Yeah. It's going to be probably a lot lower than he's expecting. So, he better enjoy yeah. this uh $35 million whatever he's getting paid cuz it's probably the last one.
1: Yeah. Anyway, okay, the other big piece of news we had to cover it um the Michigan sign stealing scandal. Uh, okay, let's get let's get the facts first before we um, establish our takes here. People know at this point it was a elaborate sign stealing and future future opponent scouting. I'd say like ploy or plan um, that is that was seemingly established by now former recruiting employee Connor Stallions. The name is infamous at this point. Everybody knows it. Um, uh, Jim Harbaugh received a three game suspension from the Big Ten Conference. Uh, this was after the NCAA opened an investigation into um, what's going on there. Uh, worth noting, the NCAA hasn't ruled on anything, uh, but he did have to n- stay away from the stadium and off the sidelines in their win against Penn State this past weekend. Uh, obviously, the the game, the big one's coming up, Ohio State and Michigan. So uh, I would imagine that that is their main area of focus. Okay. All that being said, <laughs> I don't think we need to do a yeah, fair, or not of this one. Uh, <laughs> but what do you got for this one?
0: So I'm just going to say something quick and I'll let you uh, take over. Um, you know, as an Astros fan, uh, I found this story funny. Um, but also as an Astros fan, I'd like to say congratulations to Michigan for doing what everyone seemingly be, you know, was seemed to be doing in the Big Ten. Um, I wish the punishment that Michigan faced was similar to what the Astros got, but I guess you know the Astros will remain a scapegoat for the rest of the teams, and Michigan will just get off easy. And I, I think this is going to be a blip in the system. I think they're just going to overlook it and just kind of brush it off and just keep it pushing. Which is honestly what baseball should have done, but they made a whole big fucking pony show out of it. So
1: um, so here's what I'll say about this because, you know, I want to be safe saying anything while I don't know what extent other teams do
0: this. Right.
1: Uh, um, And also nobody wants to hear an Astros and Buckeyes fan what speak do, on this. Yeah. Um, but... The former part of my point has more to do with the Astros side of it because how many times have we talked about us wishing we could know what extent other teams do this? And right. Was it just the Astros getting caught or being made an example or were they really just the only ones doing it, which I find unlikely, uh, which, which I also find unlikely. Uh, unlikely, Michigan's the only one trying to steal signs or do what they can to bend slash break the rules (laughs) but nonetheless for whatever level you think connor stallion's elaborate scouting has an impact on the game or how well they've done at the very very least they were incredibly stupid and careless i mean this dude is photographed near all these coordinators he was in disguise in a on the central michigan sideline Trying to scout a future opponent, like at the very least, he was reckless in doing what they were doing. Also, I do want to note this the future scouting they did, meaning Connor Stallions led the way seemingly to have people or he himself went to games to scout their future opponents, which is expressly prohibited in NCAA law or rules. Um, in the 90s they outlawed going to future opponents games to scout so again at the very least he was expressly breaking a rule because there's records of him buying tickets to all these places and whether every team does this also is besides the the point um their unfortunate issue michigan's is that the time period in question that connor stallions reportedly started this whole plan coincides with michigan's significant improvement so they are going to have to prove that this was just a coincidence and not that the sign stealing was a major reason for their increased success because michigan was winning but they weren't winning the big games they weren't winning by as much there's Statistics everywhere that show that improvement since this reportedly started. Right. But one thing is for fucking certain Michigan and Michigan fans take this from us because we didn't do this. Nobody, I mean, nobody wants to hear you play the victim card. Not one single person wants to hear it. So whether you have to double and triple down and all that and (laughs) say it's us versus them, that's fine. I get that. Believe me, I get that as an Astros fan. But you are not a victim in this. You got caught at the very least. So you were stupid enough to get caught. Facts. But there's no feeling sorry for you from this side. Yeah. Especially from this side, my side, but a lot of people. So anyway, more on this later because there is another thing I want to address that has come out this week uh, that is worth being on You Played Yourself. So, you know, I'm not going to stay fully calm on this. And this is all subject to change as we find out more. You want to bring up these next two? You added these, so I'll let you uh, intro these.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, next on EFM or Nah, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so according to the self-researcher himself, um, he <laughs> is aiming to be looking at playing in mid-December, which Crazy. would be absolutely fucking insane. I mean, yeah. is this safe? Is it smart? He's thirty-nine. You know, who knows? Yeah, but. It's truly insane that we're even having this discussion. He tore his Achilles on nine eleven. Like, if you yeah. look at a calendar, that's not—it's seriously fucking two months ago. Yeah. And you're talking about in one month, ninety days, he's gonna be back on the football field, full contact. Like, yeah. M- mind you, he of all players, he probably doesn't need a lot of reps. He does. He this guy's yeah. like one of the best QBs, whatever it is. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, so, you know, yeah, fam or nah, you think he should play or got a word, phrase or something to describe what he's, what's going yeah. on over there in the Rogers camp? Listen,
1: as much as I'm against his takes on medicine, all that science, all that stuff, because I think he's full of absolute dog shit. Uh, there's no denying that this is a yeah, fam. It could potentially be huge for the future of this injury. Um I mean, people would study that. Now his injury and in the operation they did, from my understanding, uh, it's kind of like a new way to do that surgery. It's what uh Cam Akers, who's now Minnesota's running back, but this was back when he was on the Rams. That's how he came back so quick from his Achilles injury. Um, I think this was last year. So you're starting to see this kind of pick up i think jk dobbins who tore his achilles this year did the same one so i'm interested to see his timetable and also he's younger so how that's impacted right uh, plays a different position like you said so probably has to get in better like stamina like game shape um and i don't know this for sure but i would assume kirk cousins did because I just saw a video that he was—he does all the charity work, and he was already in a walk, like walking and stuff too. Yeah. So I'm, I imagine he went to the same doctor. So it could revolutionize things. I'm a FM to this, but I'm an absolute nod to like, the high horse that Aaron Rodgers is going to be on, like claiming it has to do with <laughs> yeah, his weird. philosophy and not the amazing doctor and medicine that for sure put forth the plan to do it. So. I'm um, I a mean, yeah fam because What was thought of like as a career Ending injury if if This happens to be true Could revolutionize things Like a 39 year old coming back that quickly Would be quite the like Example yeah.
0: case Yeah um, I am also not looking forward to getting dunked On by Aaron Rodgers um, oh, gosh. But other than that I'm also a yeah fam um, The word I'm going to go With is unprecedented It It would be absolutely insane to see a 90-day turnaround on a torn Achilles and see him coming back, planting his foot, and launching fucking nukes 50 yards. Like, that'd be crazy to see. Yeah. Um, obviously, I'm rooting for it to happen. Um, his doctor is yeah. going to be extremely busy if if this works out. Oh, yeah. Um, his price, you know, yesterday's price is not today's price already is as it did. is. Um, yeah, it kind of reminds me of, like, Justin Verlander getting Tommy John and, like, coming back and winning the Cy Young, like, this could pretty much give him, like, a new lease, like, you know, a few extra Uh years on his career, so it should be pretty cool. All right, moving on, Um, we got one for the NBA, Um, the in-season tournament. Okay. Um Yapka yeah, yeah. Nah, The in season tournament. Something that's kind of creating some early spice in what I feel is like pretty much the spiciest league as is. Um, we'll yeah. get more we'll get to that a little later. Um, but these you know, some of these boys are approaching these games really seriously. It's creating some really great games early in the season, which pretty much never yeah. happens. I can't remember the last time I watched an NBA game before yeah. Christmas, much or right. less I was just before ready Thanksgiving. To say, yeah. Yeah. Uh, typically I'm like using this time to just fuck off of sports, watch a little football and yeah. not really do much, but yeah, it's got me watching the NBA early. So, um, I don't know yeah. all the rules, but I do know that the winners get 500 K there's a tournament at the end, like, you know, knockout games, all that good stuff, yeah. uh, championship in Vegas. So, um, yeah, fam or not, nah, I'm obviously a yeah, fam. I'm kind of already talking about it, but
1: I'm kind of a nod of this. Well, first of all, those, those basketball courts are awful. Some of those...
0: <laughs> They're hard to look at, yeah.
1: turn- Oh my gosh. They really went f- They. It's like they let a little kid try to design a court yeah. for this tournament. I know 500K is a lot. I would love to have 500K like that. But I'm talking proportionally to NBA salaries. Um, it's cool to see people buying in. I guess I can't argue that. Um, but I would love to see something more significant on the line than money that they already make tons of sure um i've heard floated like a playoff spot now that's fucking spicy that would be spicy i'm really for it if that's too much for people i think it should guarantee at least a play-in spot like yeah if you weren't if you weren't the top 10 it gets you the 10 spot or like like something like that um I think I would like that more because then you're really going to see people like, oh, if I can get a guaranteed spot for the playoffs, that changes strategy on
0: absolutely
1: fucking everything. Um, But I don't know the logistics of that. I guess if they get buy in like they already have, there's no reason to change it. But I think part of that is like you have some of the faces of the league that are like ambassadors of the game. So it's almost like that you're that example person that yeah. gets everybody hyped up. It's like, I'm a good company man, you right. know, that sort of thing. So I can't tell if, like, I know LeBron's, like, reportedly a cheap ass, so it's like 500K is 500K. or <laughs> Yeah. Um, I won't necessarily say that. Maybe he wants to just, like, donate it. I, yeah. I don't want to put that in his, you know, like, maybe they're planning to do something really um great with that 500k but like that to me in the grand scheme of things even like the lowest paid dude maybe for like the 15th guy on the bench 500k is a lot but yeah um, for a vast majority they're earning like a shit ton of money so yeah anyway but yeah we just learned a little bit more about it so uh we'll see the final four happens in vegas and that's in december so these games will keep going until then uh, a couple times a week so in case you number one podcast listeners haven't looked up the rules like many of us have not. All right, you number one podcast listeners. You already know what time it is. <laughs> Let's hit that You Played Yourself intro, baby. I'm petty as hell. And I'm super petty. here we? Petty. Petty Le Pew. Go. Oh, yeah. Number one podcast listeners. I know we know why you tuned in. So without further ado, You Played Yourself. I teased this earlier, so we want to pay it off right away. First up on You Played Yourself, a... First ballot, you played yourself Hall of Famer, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh this week said that Michigan is um, America's team. <gasps> yeah, my thoughts exactly. Um, so you played yourself goes to Jim Harbaugh and also the narrative that, you know, the University of Michigan and the football team are trying to paint. So... Before I get there, just so you get full context, Jim Harbaugh said... Perseverance, just the stalwartness
0: of these guys. I mean, yeah, Watson, I would have to say, I mean, everybody. It's got to be America's team. It's got to be America's team. America, America loves a team that beats the odds, beats the adversity, you know, overcomes what the naysayers and critics, so-called experts think. That's my favorite kind of team you're <laughs> great oh boy
1: take it again from a fan of the astros and a fan of the franchise dubbed america's team <laughs> jim you are wrong i can't even begin to tell you how far from america's team you'd be you're arguably the foremost cheater right now in all of sports so you think america identifies with that or wants to identify with that you aren't Overcoming adversity, it's adversity you created your damn self. Is it really called adversity when you created the shitstorm by your own fucking dumbass self? Also, this narrative that they're painting like, so on one hand, Jim Harbaugh's calling Michigan America's team, but the team and all their fans are saying it's Michigan versus everybody. Do you see why that doesn't make any fucking sense?
0: Gotta pick a side, baby.
1: If you're America's team, who's everybody then? Who are you against?
0: Yeah, I don't think Russia's watching college football. Look, no, I, I don't think so. So, <laughs> so I
1: don't have to get pissed. You played yourself. I mean, I just about, like, broke my neck shaking my head so much at Jim Harbaugh's quote. Like, this dude is the one of the most odd dudes, like. He's a weirdo, for sure. In press conferences and stuff, but, like, that's just an objectively stupid comment. Anyway. Uh, next up on you played yourself. I did want to have a moment for uh, the Patriot Way. <laughs> you played yourself goes to the Patriot Way. Um,
0: I think this is the first time for this... the Patriots, huh? On you played yourself. It's yeah, I think be. so. I, I think so. Yeah. If not, it's got to date back pretty far. to Far, where can't far remember. time. Yeah. The CT has made us forget. But yeah. Congrats to the no Patriot kidding. Way.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the New England Patriots are pretty famously two and eight. Um, not only that. Over the last few years, they've made some really bad draft picks that have not at all panned out. Um, In addition to that, a Bill Belichick disciple, Josh McDaniels, was recently fired by the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Obviously, we're in the middle of the season. Uh, The the Raiders then proceeded to immediately start winning and being overall happier under interim coach Antonio Pierce. You might have seen videos of Devontae Adams in what was McDaniel's last game as Raiders coach compared to how he's been lately. McDaniel's, this is now his second failed head coaching stint. Uh, he spurned another team. I think it was the Colts at the time.
0: It was the Colts, yeah. So technically it's three failed stints.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'd have trouble believing that he's going to get a shot. If not Yeah, he's cooked. Me- yeah, so um, what it tells me is I think the Patriot way was really the Tom Brady way. And he masked a lot of their shortcomings. Um, I think that's been made pretty clear because Tom Brady left and won with the Buccaneers. And the Patriots haven't really done anything significant since. So you got anything to add here?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think think time has more than proved that Brady wasn't a system player for the Patriots. But the system was built around and for Brady um he's done nothing besides prove to everyone how good he was when he went to Tampa Bay and won a ring in his first year with the new system new coach whatever um that yeah. was easily the most fucky ring in like NFL history like i i For cannot sure. think of another one um and like you said Belichick and the Patriots really haven't done anything they did get to the yeah. playoffs with Mac Jones so people were kind of testing the waters there but their defense yep. was legit. Now that yep. their defense isn't as stout, Mac Jones is very obviously shitty. Uh, he's, you will he's recall, not though, his, yeah.
1: heading into that Mac Jones year and beyond, they had a ton of cap space. They did. So they really could have signed their choice of people. They chose to spend it on like multiple tight ends and stuff like that. Mm hmm some defenders. So that adds to their like kind of
0: misses on moves. Right. Yeah, like Hunter Henry and all those weird signings they yeah. did. Yeah, Johnny right. Smith, right. yeah. Yep. True. Yeah, so and yeah, Belichick's, like even seen some hot seat rumors come his way. Yeah. That's something now, five, I don't five know. Years I don't know ago, about. All... Yeah. I don't see it happening, but the fact that they're right. even there is wild to me. Like 10 years ago, you couldn't have even dreamt that up. Like there's just nothing that made it seem that way. But just even seeing those pop up on your timeline is kind of like jarring. Yep.
1: Oh, also don't forget, I think they put Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator last year. Right. And it was just a disaster. Yeah. He's clearly rewards his own guys, which is fine. That happens a lot in coaching trees, but... It's an issue when it continues to not work.
0: Yeah, and Billy O back on back under the offense doing jack shit per usual.
1: Yeah, uh, Mac Jones has become a turnover machine, and yeah, uh, I don't know if he's the guy. It doesn't seem
0: like he is. So anyway, my QB could yeah. never be named McCorkle. So um, yep. Yeah, that's all I got to say about Mac Jones. Alert. Alert. Amen. Alert.
1: Okay, uh, and we got another. You played yourself first ballot Hall of Famer on this episode it's a special one for you number oh, one podcast yeah. listeners draymond the woke green is back this dude had ejections and back-to-back games he then um in a scuffle with uh clay thompson and timbrels player uh rudy gobert stepped in rudy gobert wasn't trying to make peace or anything he escalated it but then uh draymond green charged in and put rudy gobert in a chokehold And kept it there for a while. Um, Nothing like closing off his air passes, but you know, like, just like not allowing him to move freely. Yeah. Um, The NBA decided to suspend Draymond Green five games. They do have him as like a repeat offender, so he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt anymore. Um, That's why he was suspended, I think, in the playoffs last year. Mm -hmm. So that's worth noting for those of you detractors that say you didn't deserve it they take into account repeat offenders and people that are acting up like Draymond Green tends to do yeah you played yourself goes to the vote uh, yet again <laughs> you got
0: something to add here of course you know I, you know first of all quick you played yourself to us for softening up a little bit on Draymond letting him you know win over some some good points with us you know with whatever cool shit he said in the past but yeah we, He's back, back on his bullshit. Um, He's back. Couldn't help it. <laughs> Ru- Rudy Gobert is for sure like one of my least favorite players in the league right now. I agree. It seems and like
1: I, a lot of people feel that.
0: Yeah, way. Yeah, and I, I don't. Man, sad to say, I don't really have a real reason. But oh, I got one. Okay, that whole COVID thing. He was the first that was case in the goofy. NBA. Remember,
1: he yeah, made touching like, all the microphones a and shit. Of it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And uh, I think it's just funny, like him always getting cooked in the playoffs. The but anyway, back to what we're saying. Um, I gotta give it up for his truly hilarious quote. Um, he, he said this right after when they asked him about Draymond and he get, you know, Draymond getting suspended and all that. "Quote: Every time Steph doesn't play, Draymond doesn't want to play without his guy Steph, so he does anything to get ejected." And <laughs> I just find that fucking hilarious and incredible, but it's not as incredible as Woj tweeting out that Draymond Green, get this, Draymond Green will lose $769,970 for the five games he's missing. Oh my gosh. That is damn near a million fucking dollars because this man does not have anger management. Buddy put Rudy Gobert in a sleeper chokehold mid-game. Also, the funniest point about all of this was that the score was 0-0. Zero to zero. Yep. Someone, on, someone on Twitter made note of that, and I thought that was incredible.
1: Yeah, it was like 100 seconds into the game or something
0: <laughs> yeah. like that. 0-0 zero, zero score. He is putting a 7-foot man in a yeah. sleeper chokehold. Three,
1: three ejections Bro, before a point was scored. That is insane. Yeah, and uh, like... St- steve kerr was playing was complaining that uh clay thompson got ejected and that he shouldn't have it's like no i'm pretty sure clay clay thompson
0: started the whole thing yeah Yeah. watch the film yeah again like i said nba spicy as ever does not fail to deliver
1: yeah one thing we forgot to mention the in-season tournament they clearly tried to appeal to like English Premier League and soccer yeah. leagues have found a lot of success with those, like, in-season tournaments. For sure. That drive a lot of, like, eyes. But, anyway, you don't need that when Draymond tries to turn an NBA game into a WWE match. <laughs> he went in so quick. You could tell he had some, like, Draymond's, like, <laughs> talked about Rudy that a bunch of times. Yeah. That was a lot of pent-up frustration. He, he went. right. He knew exactly what he was going to do.
0: It was a beeline. All right. So,
1: uh, I think it's time, you number one podcast listeners, you might be wondering, when were we going to finally talk about this and face the music? So, you played yourself, goes to our Houston Astros, as well oh as boy. ourselves. Yes. Um. Now listen, do we talk shit? Yes. <laughs> Will we be held accountable for the Astros blowing the ALCS by not winning a single home game? No. <laughs> will we continue to double and triple down on the Strohs in their golden age? You bet your
0: ass we will. Look, I so, say
1: pity, so I don't have to get pity. Reverse you played yourself. You thought we were going to play ourselves.
0: Yeah, we're not playing ourselves.
1: Hole's
0: mad. Hole's mad. Hell no. Nah. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. Rush, you go. Okay, so the last time I was on here... um, I I made sure that I was, you know, realistic in my shit talk. And I said, you know, for what it's worth, I'll still deliver the eulogy if we don't win the World Series. And I wouldn't, you know, cheat you out of that experience. What a great line by me. Um, Yeah. So while I'm here to lay, quote unquote, rest to the incredible Astros dynasty, let me just let me just let's let's say you couldn't win one game at At home. home in the ALCS. I mean, you could have brought the trash cans back out or something. Um, all the pitchers decided to implode. Kyle Tucker turned to Preston Tucker. Man, come on, dude. They left. They seriously left the easiest ring and a no-brainer dynasty on the table. I know. That That's probably the thing that hurts the most, other than the fact that the Rangers won. And, you know, it was an easy ring. All disrespect goes to the Diamond Hacks. Um, but regardless, I'm going to go ahead and pull the straw man and... Point all my vitriol to my personal you-played-yourself candidate, Dusty Baker. But listen, everybody, you know, before you start booing me. Why are you booing me? I'm right. I know he's a baseball lifer. He's a first ballot hall of famer. He's an incredible father, a great player, husband, coach, whatever. But much of myself myself, and much of the Astros fan base that is now very spoiled, uh, he's been a really bad manager this season. Um... Let me just explain a few things because I know I'm right. Um, This guy had Barry Bonds on his team. He's had Bryce Harper on his team. He is a certified vibes guy he leaves pitchers out there too long because he quote unquote believes in them meanwhile you have Framber valdez melting down every five days because of that um he constantly chose to sit a rookie of the year candidate in favor of martin maldonado the worst hitter and the worst framing catcher in the league pitcher eras were down across the board but he maintained that he was their quote personal catcher no other team has this shit he had several weird-ass quotes about players like Chaz McCormick. He was like, Chaz isn't one of the big boys yet. I'm like, what the fuck are you saying, bro? He's saying this during a playoff run, and I'm just, like, mind-boggled. You know, he once he retired, he said that bloggers and 30-year-olds on Twitter were a huge reason for his retirement. That um, oh, was
1: back to Dusty, right?
0: Yeah. And... Well, to steal a line from Kamala Harris, we did it, Joe. I might be a little older than 30, but I hope he saw my tweets. I mean, could you imagine Gussie Baker in the Yankees fan base or the Phillies fan base? We're soft as fuck. Bro wouldn't last a day in those fan bases. Anyway, I'm going to close it up on one quote. He had a quote in like August about Yiner Diaz. Uh, not playing over Martín Maldonado. Yarnier has also had like 23 home runs and 65 RBIs, which Maldi couldn't even sniff that in three full seasons if he wanted to. Quote, everybody wants him to play every day, but it's tough. It's like a young quarterback. How many quarterbacks come in and take over right away? The way I've handled it, he'll thank me. The city will thank me and the organization will thank me later. So, congratulations. You played yourself. Uh, no we won't buddy uh, you put your own ego before this championship caliber team and like we said you left an easy ring on the table he put his own feelings before playing the right players and now he got pushed out of the organization just like he got pushed out in Cincy San Fran, Chicago and Washington so thanks to Dusty for your service I'm very happy we got his ass a ring that, you, that, is, yeah. that is a huge plus um, yeah. you, were, yeah.
1: you were on that train
0: for a while I, I have been shitting on Dusty for over a year and a half. Probably close to two years, but oh, why you me? I'm right. He was the right guy for the job, I will say. He was the right guy for the job in twenty twenty. Yeah. He righted yeah. the shit. I'm glad we got him a ring, but he did not need to be here this year. But uh, you know, speaking of quarterbacks coming in and taking over right away. Wow, I, what a I, segue. I think, I think I know a guy. Who?
1: Have you have you heard of him? Uh, I might have heard of him.
0: I, I think he went to a school you're familiar with. Who? Oh,
1: you damn right he did.
0: B- Buckeyes legend, C.J.
1: Stroud. You love to hear it. Go Bucks alert.
0: Yeah, that that's the perfect uh, segue into our next You Played Yourself alert. Um, basically going into everyone who, I think we kind of touched on this before, uh, the Bryce Young discourse that was yep. favoring Bryce over C.J., Yep. Um, everyone said that the Panthers were the better situation, and Bryce was set up to succeed with, you know, the quote-unquote right weapons. The Texans were a disaster. Um, turns out, C.J. Stroud has turned our entire wide receiver room into a bunch of Pro Bowlers, um, and yep. that rag ragtag offensive line is now quote-unquote great protection, as these goalposts continue <laughs> to move. For because C.J. is coming in here into a system he doesn't know with a new head coach, and just fucking killing it.
1: First time head coach too.
0: Yeah, first time head coach. Um, I'm not mad though. I like being the underdog. It'd be nice to get a couple of games flexed into prime time so everyone can see. Yeah. You know my son play. Um, you got yeah. anything to add to that? I think we were talking about another one too.
1: You, we were talking about another comparison because with C.J. Stroud's ascension, naturally comes up with the Texans' former franchise quarterback. A one, uh, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson, uh, right? Who is, as of, recently out for the season. He's going to have an operation on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he has a broken bone in there. Um, so, as we all probably remember, the Browns gave through the bank at him. They th- mortgaged their future for him. They traded three first rounders, um, and gave him a fully guaranteed deal. So you put this you put these stats together. Hit us with the the comparison Stroud versus Watson.
0: Yeah, so so now that this tweet went viral in Houston, so it obviously found its way to my timeline. Um the Texans basically Got three first-rounders for Watson, obviously. They got a couple of other pits. They got some second-rounders and a fourth or something. But in one season with Stroud, which is only nine games in, by the way, we have 2,600-plus yards, 15 touchdown to two interception ratio, and two game-winning drives in, you know, 10 games. Yeah. Any Texans fan last year would have taken that shit in a heartbeat. Even if we never won another game, just the forget, two games. Forget any Texans
1: fan, by the way.
0: Exactly
1: most fans would take it
0: yeah and on the other hand the browns they lost those three first rounders they guaranteed 230 million dollars um they've seen they've had watson for three seasons one of them ending in a season-ending injury uh one of them having an 11 game suspension due to 26 plus assault allegations in that time he started 12 games to cj's nine he has 2,200 yards-ish. Um, that's 400 less than CJ. 14 touchdowns. That's one less than CJ. And nine interceptions. That's seven Crazy. more than CJ. Um, yeah, it's safe to say we won the trade, and the Browns are yeah. truly fucked. Cleveland going to Cleveland, man.
1: Yeah, that's just just brutal. I mean, yeah. they were counting on him returning to form, and he has yeah. not been that
0: guy. Yeah, now he's hurt. So, Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Look, I stay petty, <laughs> so I don't have to get petty. Okay, I had a throw say, in there. Let's wrap
1: up with their non-sports. You played yourselves. All right. Um, okay, i have one that recently came to me. Um, you number one podcast listener. Some of you might be like me. Some of you may not, but feel free to at me and disagree if you feel. When did it? get decided that as you get older gifts don't have to matter like okay listen i love giving gifts really do i love surprising people with them it's like how i show love it's a big love language for me but i also love receiving gifts so i mean herein lies the problem so seeing my son open and enjoy gifts there is absolutely no greater joy but does him getting gifts and me getting gifts have to be mutually exclusive Why do I have to stop giving and not giving? Why do I have to stop receiving gifts around the holidays? Who decided that? What, why does it have to be that way? Every like family secret Santa or whatever turns into like, ah, well, we'll whittle it down further or decrease the amount or not everybody needs gifts or fewer people need gifts. Why does it have to be that way? Why, why can't I enjoy something? stupid that I don't need, but I want. Sure, I buy things for myself, but it's nice when other people buy for you. I like giving gifts, so why can't I like receiving them? And also, just before I turn it over to you, gets talked about all the time, but also you played yourself to Daylight Savings Time. Yes. I can't say anything that hasn't been shared already, but especially it sucks to start working when it's dark and finish working when it's almost dark. That's probably the worst one in my opinion so yeah you played yourself to those two things what about you
0: <laughs> yeah i i'll second your daylight savings time but for the record i'm also team no gift uh sorry to break it to you but why what who doesn't love a gift i don't man i love gifts and you, you're a good gift giver i i've received gifts from you but you know what yeah. i'm gonna make it my goal to like small or big whatever i'm gonna go out and find something i'm gonna send that shit to you just because of your little rant, you deserve a present. <laughs> you deserve a present uh, for putting out the number one podcast in your headphones. I'm gonna Amen. get you something. All right.
1: See, I am a gift giver. I give. give I got to you. you.
0: I got you, baby.
1: I won't let people you people reciprocate it by listening. So that's a gift sure. to me. But yeah,
0: nah. But those, sometimes those lame you, I get gifts, it. You know, like, I get it. I get it. You, you don't need intangibles. You need like, let me hold something in my hand. Hell yeah. All right, respect, respect. I can respect that. All right, so my I, my personal... you w- Wait, yourself. real quick, real
1: quick. Okay. I feel we as adults have been, like, almost pushed into that silo. Like, as you get older, you're not supposed to like gifts. And I'm here to say, it's okay if you still like gifts. That's what the service I would like to provide to you all. I am a sounding board for you to agree with me because... It feels like it needs to be said at this point. As you get older, people are like, oh, no, you don't want a gift. It's like an assumption. Like, N- no, no, those aren't important. Like, why? Why can't they be just as important for the adults as they are for the kids? Way more important for the kids around the holidays. I do get that part, but it doesn't mean I can't get a gift. Like, why do we got to be that lame? Anyway, okay.
0: It's, it's back back like- to you. You you haven't had your own team on this on this episode. And neither of your two major teams right now that are playing they haven't been it. But this is the most heated you've gotten I know. on this, today's episode. Go fucking the figure. Cow- it's about presence, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> get,
1: give the Cowboys time though. You know.
0: All right. Yeah. They're, they'll be yeah. they'll be on here soon enough. They're anyway. the gift
1: that does not keep on giving.
0: <laughs> Man, that one wrote itself. Yeah. All right. So my non-sports you played yourself goes to one of my favorite artists. Andre 3000 Now You might be asking Why the fuck Is Roche Mad at Andre 3K (laughs) For no reason Um He hasn't put out An album Or any meaningful music Outside of You know A few amazing features In about 17 years But guess what Today I was online And I saw Oh shit He's dropping a new Surprise album by the time this episode drops, it'll probably out be out. I was like, oh, my God, he's dropping an album. We're finally here. You know, you can't wait to hear the bars. Nope. Uh, what about some amazing production? Mm, hell nah. Did you want an experimental album with flutes? <laughs> Buddy, you're in luck. Uh, Mr. Burgundy, we will be honored if you will play jazz flute for us. Would everyone love to hear Ron Burgundy play some jazz flute? Yes, Andre 3000 is dropping a fucking experimental <laughs> flute album. What it do, baby? <laughs> yeah. While this sounds like a prank, it is 100% not a prank. He released a track listing. Each song title is like 25 words long. He's yeah, doing I saw his, it. It's like a whole do, sentence. Yeah, he's doing his best Fallout Boy impression. I'm like, yeah. what the hell is happening? What simulation are we living in? And why can't he rap anymore? He He's in on this prank. I'm convinced of it. He claims he's not.
1: He's in on it, man. I think track number one was like, it makes it very clear he's not rapping on it. And I guess I heard him interviewed and there's going to be like, the rapper on the outside of the album is going to say like, no bars. So it'd be like very clear that it's not a rap album.
0: Yeah. But...
1: (laughs) It is fucking el- like if you've seen videos of people running into him on the streets. I think he lives in New York or whatever. Yes. He literally carries around a big flute. Flute. And is playing it everywhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's just continuing the joke. I'm am ta- I'm, I'm taking I'm taking him off top 10 lists until further oh, notice. Man. This this prank has gone too far, man. And are you are you going are you going more... to listen to it though, be real? Yeah, I'm going to listen to it the fuck you think i'm not gonna listen to a flute album i'm not gonna like it but i'm gonna listen to it (laughs) i can't talk shit about it unless i listen to it liz is
1: gonna be so pissed like you couldn't even let me have this (laughs) Audrey.
0: yeah i'm gonna listen to like i i I, my my promise is i will listen to at least one minute of every song before (laughs) i hit next and 10 minutes later i'm like this album fucking sucks so i have one more uh you played yourself too okay we're you know we're around the holidays in honor of Thanksgiving. I don't feel like yeah. this is talked about enough. I'm gonna give you you play yourself to pumpkin pie, by oh, far yeah. the worst sweaty armpit of a pie. Uh, it yeah. fucking sucks. If you like pumpkin 100%. pie, your taste buds are shit. Get some better taste buds, yeah. folks. And hey, I know I know, so I know you would have liked that one, but pumpkin yeah. pie fucking sucks.
1: Yeah, I'm so with you on that. Like if your pie needs to be covered in like cool whip or whatever it's not a good pie i'm sorry to tell you and i don't know if you agree with this but you can pair sweet potato with pumpkin pie and put them both in the trash
0: yeah toss sweet potato in the trash too yeah
1: get those vegetable pies out of here those aren't desserts we're
0: we're not here for that shit give me a cherry pie give me an apple pie quit playing
1: amen yeah
0: coconut cream pie my top one same we're indian i mean that's a given yeah respect (laughs) yeah Okay. to the coconut
1: time for am i hating yes you know i'm on podcast listeners if you have a sound clip idea to intro this section i would love to hear it we will feature you on the episode every edition if you have something good for us to add an am i hating hit me up you know how to get a hold of me you can find all my social handles on there we need a sound clip to intro this section because it's here to stay so Without further ado, Roche, do you have a am I hating for this episode?
0: Surprisingly, man, I don't think I do. Um maybe man. it's because uh you know, I moved through the five stages of grief on the Astro season. Maybe it's because I got to talk some shit about yeah. Dusty Baker that I've been long wanting to say. Um yeah. Or maybe tis the season, bitch, you know? Uh I'm not in a hating mood right <laughs> now. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let you have this one. Tis, tis the season, bitch. <laughs> that yeah.
1: might be our episode title right there. <laughs>
0: Jolly old St. Roche over here, man. <laughs> am I hating? It's
1: always the season for hating, so I, of course, have one for you. Um, this is a nice segue from your last Uh, You Played Yourself, your non-sports one, actually. Okay. Um, Am I hating if I don't get how someone's favorite holiday is Halloween? Like nice. Y'all really stretching getting candy and dressing up for one day into a spooky season? Nah. Like, I got neighbors who expand their decorations for Halloween every year more than they work on their own house. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? The best part of Halloween is the candy. So give me the candy, but, like, miss me with all that other stuff. Like, and I get a lot of people out there, you number one podcast listeners might be some of them. You guys like scary movies. Like, that's cool to each their own. Like, I don't get the concept of, like, wanting to be frightened all the time, but... This is absolutely should not be a season. You with me or no?
0: Uh, I think I'm on the fence with that. Like, I like, I I guess I used to like scary movies a lot more than I like them now. I don't like throttling my, my mental state anymore. Yeah. So I typically don't really do that. I do fuck with candy though. So, but that is available for many holidays. For sure. Like we're going to get like candy for Thanksgiving. You'll get candy during Christmas. You get candy for fucking Easter, man. Like, yeah. Candy's not exclusive to Halloween.
1: Easter Loki does have some fire candy, too.
0: It does, man. You get those Reese's... Okay, the Reese's eggs with the peanut butter. The peanut butter to chocolate ratio in the eggs are perfect.
1: Yeah. That's my
0: personal take.
1: Also, like, the jelly bean varieties... Go crazy. I'm a big can, yeah. like candy guy, so especially the Starburst jelly beans. Yeah, I do have a now shit you,
0: take. I know a lot of people hate candy corn, but I do like candy corn a little bit. Oh,
1: damn. I you know.
0: I, I'm not going to die on that hill or anything, but I, right. I'm just going to throw, throw it out there. Like damn. It's not that bad. I'm hating on you for that one. I I also I was, like black was, licorice, too, so I like a lot of bullshit oh, sometimes. Yeah. I was
1: legit going to drop the candy <laughs> corn line when you dropped the one about pumpkin pie. I'm like, I was going to say it's the it's the candy corn of pies. I'm glad I I mean, I,
0: that. I accept that. I know candy corn kind of sucks. The people yeah. who like pumpkin pie don't know it sucks. That's I know true. candy corn sucks, but I That's like true. it. All right. Now it's time
1: for <laughs> who you got and what you're feeling. So um, last episode, we made picks for the ALCS and NLCS. Oh, God. Um as we predicted, I think, at the time, uh, I think we both were, like, partly right and partly wrong. Mm-hmm. We don't need to rehash that. We know what happened, unfortunately. Yeah. So, whatever. Skip, skip. Doesn't um, matter. We also talked about most surprising NFL teams at that point in the season. Okay. Um, both good and bad. Uh, so, I wanted to do that again for this episode because right. we're past halfway in the season, um, and I thought it'd be a good time to really talk about some of the teams. So, uh, I got a few candidates for you, good okay. and bad. Uh, first, we have the five and five Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. The two and eight New England Patriots. We mentioned them earlier. Also mentioned earlier were the Cleveland Browns. Uh, they are actually currently six and three. Um, their uh, division opponent, the Pittsburgh Steelers, are also six and three. Your very own Houston Texans are five and four. The Las Vegas Raiders, also mentioned earlier, they are five and five after winning their past two games. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers are four and five. The Giants are two and eight, and uh, the Minnesota Vikings, without uh, Kirk Cousins, now are six and four. Um. So I'll go first and I'll get your take. All right. I think most surprising for me is the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. Um I am really surprised that they're 5 and 5. And yeah. the tough part for them is that their schedule gets tougher. It feels like each year they've been pegged to take the next step, but they've been going the opposite way. <laughs> yeah, you know, they've since they were that overtime game where Josh Allen never got to touch the ball and they missed out on going to the Super Bowl since then they've been eliminated even earlier in the playoffs and then now this year they're in jeopardy of not making it yeah Um, so to me that's really surprising with their loaded roster and the way everybody talks about josh allen which by the way we're uh pretty close from putting him on you played yourself because uh, i don't think people talk about how much he turns the ball over enough so yes for um, sure we need to keep keep that same energy we have for some other quarterbacks uh what about you? Who you got for most surprising?
0: Bro, you know I got a roll with the Stroud yeah, boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obvious. <laughs> stand back and stand by cuz Stroud boys. Because my win prediction for this year was like 6 wins. We're already yeah. at 5.
1: Um we're And you probably would have two... taken that before the season, too. Like 6 yeah, is like Yeah. Oh.
0: If you told me we're going to win 5 games, I'd be like, "Fuck yeah, that's more than like last 3 years." Uh we're 2 field goals away from 7 wins. I'm not surprised. Uh At, like, some of those teams. I am surprised at Buffalo. I'm surprised probably most by the Chargers. Um, But at the same time, I'm not surprised because Herbert's always been kind of mid. And, I mean, I don't – the team just seems so loaded on both sides of the ball. I just – it's hard for me to, like, see how they suck every year. Yeah.
1: They're another team that everybody expects, like, to take the next step. And they just never do.
0: Yeah. I think him and – Uh, or them and Buffalo really are like very similar teams, but, um, I mean, at least chargers have the excuse of playing in the same division as the chiefs. I I don't know what Buffalo's excuse is this year, but you know. Okay.
1: Um, do you want to cover this next one we got?
0: Yeah. Um, so with the NBA underway, um, we're going to have an MVP race brewing. Uh, let's kind of face it though. Jokic is on a fucking tear. Uh, his current stat line's like 29, 12, and 8. So, I mean, if Crazy. everything holds up, he's the runaway winner. It's not even a question. But yeah. let's talk about kind of his competition. You know, is it Embiid? Is it Tony Davis? Uh, is there a dark horse? <laughs> <laughs> is Yeah, I know. We had to laugh. We, we got jokes here, bro. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I guess who you got for like a dark horse candidate for MVP okay assuming Jokic doesn't win or like you know god forbid he gets hurt or something stupid like that who who yeah. would be next in line to get the MVP hmm
1: that's a good one okay we're talking
0: dark horse but not yeah. fully dark horse right it doesn't have to be fully dark horse it could just be like oh, okay some guy you think how about
1: I got two for you okay luka luka Doncic, yes and unfortunately king snake kevin durant
0: <laughs> okay count it
1: but i feel like i'd count this one he, he's been the healthiest out of the sun's trio yes so that would lend itself to that narrative part of things mm-hmm. um and then obviously luka Luca doesn't really need an explanation there but um
0: yeah i'll go with those two who you got Luka would be a fun one. Uh, I'm gonna roll with yeah. Jason Tatum. Uh, oh, he, good, good. choice. He's he's playing pretty lights out right now. He's his stat line is 28-9-4, pretty great stat line. Uh, he's gonna need a few yeah. a few more assists oh, to be considered. Just thought of another dark horse. Let's hear it. Real quick, Anthony Edwards. Okay, he's balling, bro. Yeah, yeah.
1: He's yamming on boys. He's, he's balling. He's fucking. He's likable, man. He is I don't very know likable. Anybody that like doesn't like that guy.
0: Yeah, he's very anyway. likable.
1: Go ahead. I like that.
0: No, just I think that's all that. I I think that's a pretty yeah. good field we got. Uh yeah. let's see how these guys pan out and this way we can bookmark some of these predictions and see how they pan out later in the year. But I I like I like Ant. I like K D too, even though I don't like K D. Uh, he's I balling, he's I and mean, he's getting older. So it should be pretty surprising that he's playing as well
1: i'll make my official selection ant man
0: okay like, i like really go with it yeah that's a real dark F- horse
1: yeah 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 oh worth noting we did pick teams that are like currently near the top of the standings obviously we're only 10 or so games into the season 10 right. to 12 but yeah like the narrative with Jokic is he's gonna be the best player in their trending to be the best team again because they're just like firing all, all cylinders yeah um but yeah top three right now in the west are the nuggets mavs and t wolves and you pick tatum celtics are top of the east uh 76ers or two in there so yeah yeah i mean at least we're we got that por- portion of the dark the race correct yeah Let's see if it stays that way doubt it okay Let's move on to what you're feeling. Um, I'll go first and then get what you're feeling lately. Um, You mentioned earlier Thanksgiving coming up. So that's what I'm feeling. This is prime food season from now (laughs) until the inevitable Team Snacks episode, a.k.a. the Super Bowl. Uh, your guys so called spooky season turn into poopy season. We we gotta test. We gotta test those GI tracks for everybody. Hey. Everybody's gonna be nice and full, taking big old dumps. So <laughs> the real season is upon us. So oh, make man. sure everything's working well. Take those fiber supplements. Make sure all the plumbing's working fine because it's gonna really get tested here in the next two, three, four months.
0: Impressive. Poopy season
1: is upon us, baby. <laughs> I what are you it. feeling?
0: Uh, I, I'm gonna keep the food theme rolling, bef- and before all it right. gets too too cold, uh, I'm feeling pho season. Uh, for uh. you Midwesterners that don't know, it's a bowl of like Vietnamese noodle soup, broth, uh, noodles, meat of your choice, bean sprouts, whatever you like to add in there. is very hearty. is very like soothing to the soul. Uh, it's it's one of my all time favorite. Foods at this point, I you're gonna disrespect
1: started... the Midwest like that? Like we're not a melting pot. We got so many Vietnamese spots. Y'all ain't
0: got that shit. That... Like we got it. Y'all ain't got yeah. that shit. Like we got it. Come on.
1: It's not like it's not like Viet- Vietnam is right below you as a neighbor. It's not like it's Mexico. You hey, can't we claim big, that.
0: We, we got big Vietnamese population in Texas, man. When you visit here, you'll have to and, try and my, some and of the my... spot.
1: Now I don't really fuck with pho. Why not? I just I've tried it a few times. It's like. I'm not really a big soup person either. Like the broth okay. is just like, so like it's so really it for man. Me. I get the vibe. Like you a wonton soup guy? Know, every once in a while, but not really. Like you know me,
0: All it's right, a lifestyle, so, least, so I don't really be yeah. fucking
1: with warm liquids. Okay, respect pause. that. Big that big checks pause. out.
0: That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> big pause. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Let me see. Do I got any other what you feelings? Oh, actually, you know what? The end of the year's coming up. I'll probably put out an end of the year playlist again. Um, oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do something a little different this year, but it'll be still pretty cool. I'm All not right. doing like a top fifty albums. I didn't I don't think I listened to fifty albums that I fucking like this year, but yeah. I, I got some yeah, shit you, brewing. I'm up to something. You've
1: been uh you've been not very enthusiastic about the music this year or so
0: yeah I don't think anyone wants to hear 50 emo albums either so I'm gonna do something different uh, that's where I get
1: my fix I use your <laughs> playlist
0: to, All right. to
1: listen and I give you live commentary as I listen to them but it's yeah, a fun tradition we, man.
0: We're, we're pushing it to rap as crap again man this shit is Uh-oh. pissing me off
1: <laughs> good thing Andre 3000's here to say
0: oh <laughs> yeah seriously even, even even three stacks is like rap as crap he's gonna make a flute yeah. album bastard (laughs)
1: all right on that note let's wrap up this episode with too much sense hit that intro all right you number one podcast listeners my too much sense for this edition of prem brulee is don't be mad at people for not reaching standards that they've never met before we can't set our expectations of others based on what we want from them if they've repeatedly shown that they're not that person for example If I'm mad a friend doesn't check in on me, but they've never been that type of friend before, I'm really getting upset over an unrealistic expectation I set for them that they, A, never knew about, and B, never lived up to before. So you're setting yourself up to be upset for no reason. And that's my too much sense for this episode. Excellent, and as always. Yes, sir. All right, you number one podcast listeners, that does it for a brand new edition of Prem Brûlée. I've been your host, Premelbot, Bot, joined by my cousin, Roshan Bot. Yes, sir. Thanks for joining me, man. Always. Yes, sir. You already know the drill. Number one podcast listeners, like the podcast if you haven't. Review it if you haven't already. Share it with a friend. Have that friend share it with another friend. I greatly appreciate you all, and we'll talk to you next time.
0: Yes, sir.